This is Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 76, Clean Pain and Dirty Pain. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. What is new and exciting in your life? That is the question that I ask all my clients whenever I see them, the first thing I ask them, and they usually look at me and think new and exciting. And I tell them, if you can't think of anything new and exciting, then make something up or just make sure you go ahead and you're always creating something new and exciting. I am really excited to talk about this topic as it's one that I do talk about a lot with my clients, whether they be my SLP clients or my coaching clients. And of course, when I'm working with people, we dig much deeper into their personal situation, but I thought it would be valuable to share here on the podcast as well. And I'm always so happy to share things with you on my podcast. Now, somebody asked me the other day, why do I do a podcast? And if they think that it helps my business. And I have to say, I love doing this podcast. I love sharing things with you that I've learned, things that have changed my life, things that I'm working on. One of my greatest joys and passions is to learn and then to share. And interestingly, I just did the Clifton Strengths profile test. And I wasn't too surprised to find out that my number one strength is learner. And that makes total sense to me. And if you remember also, I did a podcast not too long ago about the six human needs and growth and contribution are two of them. And I think for me, this podcast helps me fulfill all these needs. I love being able to contribute to helping people build their toolkits to become more resilient and navigate the challenges in life. So this is really my opportunity to share with people for free. I offer lots of resources that they can use and apply in their life. I mean, obviously I need and want to make a living too. And when I do consults with people, obviously we discuss price. And I used to have so much insecurity about charging for my services, something that I really had to work on because the idea is like, well, I'm providing a service to somebody and it's the service of coaching. And I felt bad for charging people. And because I know for many people, price is an issue and money is tight, or at least that's the story they tell themselves, or at least that's the story I tell myself that they're telling themselves. So I, for the longest time, I would feel bad charging. But really two things have helped me really shift my perspective with this is firstly, as tight as money is, most of us are walking around with smartphones, have the highest technology. We invest in monthly programs ranging from technology to gym memberships. And often people have nice cars and take trips and eat out and drink and pay for their kids' sports programs. But when it comes to investing in themselves and their mental health and their emotional resilience, they often think they can't afford it. And that's okay because everybody gets to decide what their priorities are. But I do offer to people, rather than the story of what they can't afford or something's too expensive, tell the story that you're choosing to invest wherever you're choosing to invest. You're choosing to spend your money in other places. Now, I'm not here to judge how you spend your money. I'm only saying it because a lot of times people will want services for free. And the reason is because they'll say that they can't afford it. So how people spend their money 
the priorities they have is what helped me get over the feeling of feeling guilty for charging something. And I also feel pretty strongly that there's a big difference between being interested in something and being invested. Investment requires an investment. If you want to change in your life, you always have to have some skin in the game. You show up very differently when you're invested. You're more likely to see things change and to make changes when you have something to lose. So all that being said, there are sometimes people that I meet who are not in a position to invest in themselves for whatever reasons. And I don't want to exclude anybody from being able to help themselves. And that's why I offer this podcast. I want it to be accessible to as many people as possible. And that makes me happy that regardless of your status and resources, I can still offer you something to dig in to help you create the life that you want. And of course, if you want to go further and you do want to make an investment in yourself, then I am here for that too. So just reach out to me and we can set something up. I also love this podcast. Boy, I am on a tangent today, but I also love this podcast because it's something that I refer my clients to, for them to listen to, to review some of the concepts or maybe to serve as a reminder And it's so helpful to listen to things, a few things at a time. So often I'll have a session with a client and then refer them to listen to the podcast or a few of the podcasts to help reinforce what we're discussing. And I will admit, I actually go back and listen to some of my podcasts because when I record them and then when I hear them, I do the editing with my amazing editor. I sometimes forget what it is that I talked about. So I've recently been going back and listening to things and being like, oh yeah, that was a good one. That was a favorite one. So there's so many reasons why I love this podcast. I am so appreciative of you. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to share things with you. I would love to work with you more individually. And I'd love it if you do get something out of this podcast and to share it, to go and leave a review and to tell people about it and talk about it. I would really appreciate that. So enough about my detour. I am going to talk about the concept, clean pain, dirty pain. So with my SLP clients, my speech language pathology clients, there are mainly people that I work with who have been in accidents or have experienced some type of traumatic brain injury. So their lives have been dramatically altered. They're trying to rebuild and recreate and redefine who they are. They're trying to get back their skills, relearn things, and then trying to find ways to compensate for things that they can't do or find strategies to do things differently. But there's definitely a loss involved. Now with my coaching clients, often they come to me when they're in some type of transition. So maybe they do have like a new health diagnosis or they're going through a divorce or a job loss. Maybe they're struggling with mental health challenges or relationship challenges. And I also actually do a lot of general life coaching. I I love to do general life coaching. But even when I'm doing that, I find that people have some sort of specific issues, some specific pain that they're feeling in their life that they want help to move forward with. And this pain that they have, I have, we all have, you've heard me talk many times that life is 50-50. So this pain that they have is normal. We are not going to get through life without pain you, me, anybody. We're not going to get through life without pain. If you're human, 
then I do think that half of your life is going to be filled with some challenges and some pain and some hardships. And some of these things are going to be caused by things that we do. So the choices that we make, some of these things will be caused by other people, the choices they make. And some things are just kind of random, but we all are going to experience that human pain. And this is what I call clean pain. Well, I know it's a concept that Martha Beck talks about, although I'm not sure if she's the original creator of the concept, but I know that it's used a lot in behavioral psychology. So clean pain by definition is what we feel when something hurtful happens to us. It's inherent in life itself. It's the nature of being human. We will get hurt The things we love will be broken or lost. The people we love will die. Our bodies will grow old if we're lucky and die. We will encounter losses and injuries and illnesses and adversity and challenges and things that are beyond our control that we are forced to deal with. We may be fired from jobs. We may be left by our partners. We may lose something that is dear to us. And we will feel pain. It can be physical pain. It can be emotional pain. But it's certain that we will feel pain at some point in our life. And very likely, you have some clean pain in your life right now. That's okay. This kind of pain generates what we call primary emotions. And primary emotions are here and now, direct responses to situations. I also love the idea that clean pain is very cleansing. Like think of a stream of water. A stream can flow and be purifying all along the way. It's cleansing. So clean pain helps us move forward like that stream. So clean pain are all the emotions that we feel that we want to feel as part of being human. So for example, if you lose a loved one, you're going to feel pain. You will feel tremendous grief. It's a normal reaction to feel that pain. And you want to feel that grief because you're experiencing a loss. You don't want to shut it down. I'll give you another example. When I was going through my divorce, I was feeling pretty miserable. So I went to my family doctor and I talked to her and I asked her if there's anything that she could suggest to help me. Maybe there was like some meds because I was pretty anxious. I was depressed. And she said no to meds. She told me that given everything I had shared with her, now again, this is my individual situation. So I don't want you thinking this is for everybody or that I'm against meds or anything like that. She just told me that given everything I had shared with her, the feelings I was feeling made sense and were natural and normal. And so she encouraged me just to process them to allow them to be there and to do things to help me to process them. She encouraged me to get some counseling, to engage in regular exercise, to try to get adequate sleep, to eat well, and to take some supplements. Again, I'm not sharing this to say I don't believe in medications because I think medication for some people are just miraculous and needed. And I wish we wouldn't have so much judgment and stigma around meds, but they're not appropriate for all things. In my case, I was feeling clean pain and it was appropriate for me to work through this clean pain, to learn how to process my emotions, to deal with them and to have them cleanse me. So that's clean pain. It's like the initial ouch that you feel when you touch a hot stove, but it is not the story that you tell about your pain. The story that you tell about your pain is dirty pain, which is kind of like, ah, I'm such an idiot for touching the hot stove. 
Dirty pain is the result of our thoughts about how wrong something is, how it shouldn't have happened, how we shouldn't have done it, how it proves we or that life is bad or unfair. It's even the thoughts that we have that something's permanent. Things will never get better. I'll never be able to be happy and fulfilled again. So dirty pain is something we generate on our own and then we maintain it on our own as well. It's the stories we create in our own mind, spinning stories about what it all means, why pain is different or worse or unbearable than somebody else. It is the suffering we create for ourselves. All the emotions we feel in dirty pain are usually secondary emotions, the reactions to and attempts to cope with less direct responses. So secondary emotions often obscure our awareness of primary emotions. Dirty pain is kind of like the mudslinging we put ourselves through in our thoughts. Dirty pain is the anger that we feel at other people for hurting us or the shame and the self-criticism that we have running around in our minds. It's the story that we tell about our clean pain. It's what we make our clean pain mean. And I'll share with you another personal story. It's a story about my son, and I've actually received permission to share it with you. So my son went on a mission for our church to Tahiti several years ago. When he arrived there, he had some homesickness and he experienced some culture shock. Now, it was partly because he was like new to missionary life, and partly it was because he had a different culture that he was being exposed to, and partly because he was living with companions or roommates that he had. So he was feeling quite overwhelmed and it created some feelings of anxiety. This was actually clean pain. He's an 18-year-old kid, first time away alone from home. I mean, he had traveled, but this is way different than traveling. So he's living in a foreign land in a completely new environment with lots of different rules and restrictions. And he was feeling completely normal and human feelings when he had this overwhelm. Then shortly after he arrived, he got dengue fever. Now, dengue fever is not very pleasant, especially when you're already suffering from homesickness and anxiety. So he started to feel much worse. So in addition to all the physical symptoms he had to now deal with, the dengue also brought on much more anxiety and depression. And it was pretty significant for him because he had never experienced anything like this previously. And it was really hard for us to be away from him as well. And obviously he was not able to come home while he was so sick with dengue fever. So again, that's all clean pain. And it was certainly clean pain for me to be apart from my son who was struggling, not be able to support him in the way I was used to. So there was a lot of clean pain that we were all dealing with. But then some dirty pain started to sneak in. He started to feel shame for feeling the feelings that he had. He was looking around at other people and wondering why they didn't have anxiety or homesickness either. And he started to get anxiety about having anxiety. He started to get angry for having all these feelings. This, all dirty pain. It was a story he was creating in his mind. It was the resistance he was feeling for all of these feelings. And it was what he was making everything mean. That was the dirty pain. And this dirty pain was not going to move him forward. It was actually going to keep him stuck. And it's something that we talked a lot about while he was on his mission, how he needed to embrace and allow the clean pain, process all those emotions, but the dirty pain was unnecessary. And the dirty pain was actually causing him a lot of suffering. 
Now, the vast majority of our unhappiness comes from this dirty pain, this secondary response, not from the painful reality, but from the painful thoughts about the reality. So dirty pain is so painful in part because we're not biologically designed to combat it. All the adrenaline in the world won't help you fight the imaginary things or the things that you're creating in your mind. But simply recognizing the difference between this essential clean pain of being human and the suffering that you create with thoughts is where we want to start. And of course, awareness is always key. There is a great saying that says pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. How so? Let's look at this a little bit closer. Well, if we look at pain plus resistance equals suffering, that's an equation that I often teach my clients. You have your clean pain, you add resistance to it, it creates suffering also known as dirty pain. So let's go through that a little bit deeper. So pain is all the clean pain described above, the circumstances in our life, the facts that we can't change. So it's our past, an illness, an injury, a loss, an event. It could also be the physical pain that we have in our body, like what causes the pain, what causes the ouch. But often we resist this clean pain. We fight it. So we'll say things like, this shouldn't be happening, or it's not fair. Or we try to control the circumstance. We try to micromanage everything we can to make it better. We argue with reality. It's happening whether we argue or not. But when we layer on emotions of anger and frustrations and shame, it just makes it worse. We try to talk ourselves into feeling different. We literally are pushing against a wall, an immovable rock. We get overwhelmed and all consumed with resisting it, and it actually amplifies the clean pain that we do have, and now we have even more, and we create suffering. So we've created dirty pain. Suffering is the result of our thoughts about how things should be and how they should not be a certain way. It's the result of resisting and trying to push against reality we push against that rock and get exhausted and we hurt ourselves. We have layers of emotions on top of all the clean stuff, on top of all the primary emotions. So pain plus resistance equals suffering. Now, what's interesting is when we drop the resistance, we drop the suffering. Now we just have to deal with the pain. The pain is still there and it is going to hurt but now we just deal with that pain. So in acceptance and commitment therapy, they share a concept that they call the struggle switch. And I first learned about the struggle switch in a fantastic book called The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. And again, it's a component of acceptance and commitment therapy. So the key idea here is the more you struggle, the worse your situation gets. It's kind of like being in quicksand. The more you struggle to get out, the deeper you sink. At least that's what they say about quicksand. I haven't had that experience myself, but I think you've all seen it. When you start struggling, you go deeper and deeper. So they suggest, or Harris suggests in his book, to imagine at the back of your mind is a switch called the struggle switch. When it's switched on, It means we are going to struggle against any kind of physical and emotional pain that comes our way. Whatever discomfort we experience, we'll see it as a problem and we'll try to get rid of it. If our struggle switch is on when we get anxiety, 
We think the anxiety is unacceptable. We may get angry that it's there. We get anxious about our anxiety or we feel guilt or shame or all of these things altogether. What all these secondary emotions have in common is that they're unpleasant and unhelpful and they're a drain on us. And then we may get anxious and depressed about all that. Now, what happens if our struggle switch is off? Well, whatever emotion shows up, we don't struggle with it. When anxiety comes, we don't struggle. Sure, it's unpleasant because we're feeling anxiety, but we don't waste time struggling with it. Without the struggle, we get a natural level of physical and emotional discomfort. And we call this clean discomfort or clean pain. But once we start struggling, we call it the dirty discomfort or dirty pain. So our struggle switch is kind of like an emotional amplifier. When it's on, we can have anger about our anxiety about our anger, depression about our depression, guilt and shame about our guilt and shame and anxiety. And then we're also unwilling to accept the presence of negative emotions. So we get distressed and then we try to avoid and resist. There are so many different ways that we try to distract ourselves and people will actually turn to addictions as a way of distracting themselves from dealing with the pain that is there. When the struggle switches off, Our emotions, it's kind of like they're free to move around. We don't waste time and energy fighting and avoiding the emotion. We don't generate all the dirty discomfort. But when the struggle switches on, our emotions are stuck and we waste time and energy struggling with them. We create a lot of painful and dirty discomfort. Well, why do we do this? Why do we create dirty pain? And isn't it just... If we know we create dirty pain, let's just stop it and move on. Well, as much as we want to just drop the dirty pain, it is normal. If you are human, you will create dirty pain. And even though I'm teaching you this concept now and you're going to be aware of it, you will still experience dirty pain. It's just part of being human. So I don't want you to have dirty pain and then have dirty pain about your dirty pain. Why do we create this dirty pain? Well, Russ Harris, he suggests that it started really when we grew up. As we grew up, we learned to identify some emotions as negative and some as positive. So think of how you were raised. Were some emotions considered good or bad? What emotions did your family freely express? How did family members handle their negative emotions? What emotional strategies did they use? So we still often judge emotions as good or bad. If they're good, we want more of them. If they're bad, we want less. But really, emotions are just emotions. Some feel better than others. And we want to try to let go of all judgments and see emotions for what they are. They're just like a stream of sensations and vibrations continuously passing through your body. Just because some are more uncomfortable does not mean that they are bad. Sometimes it's helpful to just label the judgment when you have it. So each time you notice a judgment, recognize it's only words and then let it be. You can comment judgment or judging if you want to. Judging is one of the most common ways our mind adds to our emotional discomfort. And in the Happiness Trap book, they give a list of questions our mind asks that can often identify unpleasant feelings and keep us trapped in dirty pain. So if you hear yourself asking these questions, just know that you are pushing yourself deeper into dirty pain. So if you hear yourself say things like, why am I feeling like this? 
Now, this sets you up to go through all your problems one by one. And people usually assume if they can figure out why they feel bad, then they can figure out why they feel good. But the strategy often backfires because it creates an illusion that your life is nothing but problems. The basic fact is you're feeling what you're feeling, period. If you can accept your feelings just as is without having to analyze them, you'll save yourself a lot of time and effort. So you don't need to always figure out why you're feeling a certain way. Why am I feeling bad? Another question that you may find yourself asking, what have I done to deserve this? And this sets you up for self-blame. You're rehashing all the bad things so you can try to figure out why the universe decided to punish you. And you end up feeling worthless and useless and bad or inadequate. So what have I done to deserve this is not often a helpful question. Why am I like this is the next one. And this kind of leads you to search through your whole life history, looking for reasons of why you are like the way you are. And sometimes it can lead to feelings of anger and resentment and hopelessness. So again, it may be something to be aware of if you're asking yourself, like, why am I like this? Another one is I can't handle this or I can't stand this or I can't cope or I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Your mind is basically feeding you a story that you're too weak to handle this and something bad is going to happen if you keep feeling this way. So you don't have to offer yourself those thoughts. Another one, this is a common one. I shouldn't feel this way. And here is where your mind picks up an argument with reality. It tells you reality is wrong. It's not supposed to be this way. Stop it. This argument though never ends in your favor because the way you feel right now is the way you feel right now. And then another one is I wish I didn't feel like this. Now wishful thinking can help us get wrapped up in second guessing ourselves for hours imagining how our life could be so much better. So this kind of thinking, the way we think about ourselves, there's lots of ways that we are intensifying our bad feelings or will get us like brooding about them. So you want to try to catch your mind if it's throwing you some of those questions or some of those comments and it's trying to hook you in, refuse to play the game. You can acknowledge that these things are coming up and you can thank your mind Thank you for offering me that thought. I'm not going to be focusing on it right now. So when we intensify things by asking ourselves questions like the ones I just talked about, we stay stuck in dirty pain. While clean pain is that stream of fast-moving water, you can think of dirty pain as like that stagnant cesspool of germs in still water. Now, the last analogy I want to share with you is the Buddhist parable of the second arrow. And it goes like this. Anytime we suffer misfortune, two arrows fly our way. The first arrow is the actual bad event, which can cause pain. The second arrow is the suffering. We can't always control the first arrow. However, the second arrow is our reaction to the first. The second arrow is optional. We don't have to throw the second arrow. So clean pain, it's inevitable. We can't help it. It comes with being human. It can be cleansing, emotions that we need to feel to move us forward. Now, dirty pain, it's also inevitable, but it is self-inflicted, meaning we create it. 
Now we all are going to create it. We're all going to create dirty pain and it's part of being human, but we want to be aware of it because it doesn't help us. And if we can learn to let it go, it can help us get unstuck. Sometimes letting go is tough. We are actually scared to let go of the dirty pain. We think we can't let it go. And then we're even scared to try to let it go. But sometimes after clean pain, after we move through the clean pain, what is waiting for us can be even better. If we can let go of the past version of ourselves, version 2.0 is often better. It can be painful to deal with clean pain, painful to work through dirty pain, painful to let go of our stories that keep us stuck. But it's kind of like being a gymnast on the uneven bars. You can't make the transition from one bar to another without letting go of the first bar. It doesn't work. There's a moment when you have to completely let go and you won't be holding on to anything. You just need to trust that you will catch the next bar. So I hope that helps. I hope you can start to identify what the clean pain is in your life, what the dirty pain is. And I hope you also don't have a lot of judgment of yourself if you notice the dirty pain. We all have it. We just want to build up our awareness about it. Now, I know many of us are like, okay, I get the concept. How do I get rid of dirty pain? I just want to move on and get over it. Well, my friends, we don't want to be in a hurry to move through everything. It really takes time to become aware and just sit with things. But I'll give you a tip. We get rid of dirty pain when we can accept clean pain is there and we allow it to be there and we can process that clean pain. So the secret to really getting good at feeling our emotions, feeling that pain, allowing the pain, accepting the pain, not judging ourselves, not resisting it. We want to spend time with our clean pain. And as we spend time with it, dirty pain is less likely to play such a dominant role. If you need help with this, then reach out. This is the kind of fun that we do in coaching. You can just message me. Leah Davidson Life Coaching is where I'm at on Instagram and Facebook. And I would love to connect with you. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.